Okay. Um, Sweet. This is new for me. Is it? Yeah, this How is the so? pilot. You're the pilot. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't even know. Now, yeah. now this has got to be the best one, right? Like, be the best one. Oh, uh, no. So we got my good friend, comrade, Bro, Wizard. from way, way back. From, you knew me before I knew myself. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't know about that. You already had a good sense of yourself, man. Not in high school. Oh, it yeah. seemed like it, man. It was like, ah, he's figuring it out, but he's going somewhere. I, I somewhere. wasn't worried, man. I wasn't somewhere. worried. Uh, But this is the Jason Jones. You're very kind. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And real quick, can, let's just get a bit to your musical background. And- sure uh shoot man like what else is there to tell like i was uh i was classically trained with piano since i was like five five all the way up until i was like maybe like 12 Mm -hmm. and then i was just like eh eh, i don't like practice so i stopped (laughs) doing that um and then like i don't know you know how it is when you're like black and talented obviously the very first people that come and pick you up from anywhere is the black church so obviously got some chops there um I don't know, man. Like, I can't I can't really say, you know, like I would be here if it were not for the musical genius and guidance of uh Dr. Roosevelt Griffin and of course, of course, the Dr. Eans. Like there's there's Dude. no way. There's no way I would be anywhere. I would like listen to music the same way, interpret it the same way. Yeah. So like under their guidance, under their leadership, um, I'll say even even years after years after high school into college, like that was my job, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would come home and like, hey, Dr. G, Dr. Eans, what y'all got for me? Like, <laughs> yeah. what we gonna do? Like, you know, and it was it was just always this thing where um I built I built less of I'll I'll say a mentor and mentee kind of relationship and much more of things that were almost familial Mm -hmm. and i appreciated that so greatly because um just in music alone they poured their wealth right and of course of course obviously in life too i mean like man mr e's definitely hit me in my chest at least once so you know i'm just just saying just saying but i mean you know i needed that i needed that i didn't even know i needed it and then it came and i was like oh shoot i needed that and now my life is on is on the right track so yeah, man. Like, um, I don't know. Ever since then, like, no, I'll, I'll take it back before. I had always known that I'd listen to music differently. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know how to express that or even how to be comfortable with that within my own self. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of helped me navigate like, well, this is this is how music goes. And so all that was left was just reconciling how music is and my feelings right right. so you know that's that's kind of all i really try to do nowadays and so i really find joy in um in making music as though it's a conversation Mm. and to just have it as though it is just someone who's in front of you just simply saying hey here's my day right or here's my life or here's what i'm feeling right now and i don't know I uh I like I like the interpretive side of music so yeah yeah <laughs> you said just a moment ago when uh you're reconciling pretty much what music is and your feelings mm-hmm. you get get into that for me please so like I don't know especially being like 
in the gospel industry um, and being like trained up in music and all that stuff, there's kind of this way that people tend to guide mm-hmm. the way that your life trajectory is supposed to go, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, it's like, you're in music, so if you don't make it, then you're just going to be a band director, right? Like, and it just kind of seemed like the the trained thought they, or they, like they anything before else. before you even have a chance to make Man, it. Man, and it's like, I, di- I didn't even know. It was like, it's like, am I, am I doomed to be this way? And so, you know... I would I would always watch these other artists that are out there and I would be so curious as to how they could just forsake all the technicalities of music that yeah. I was just full of and just create just authentic thought and put it into their music. And so I guess I don't know for for the longest of time it took me a long time to figure out um that they're just really just kind of talking, right? They're just kind of really taking whatever they feel or whatever they see, and they just express just that. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're chalking through all of these notes and all of these melodies, and this sounds the best. It's like, no, this is just my authentic feeling, mm-hmm. and here you go, right? Like, it's the best way that I can describe the world. So um, when I've finally clicked into that, like, mm-hmm. things like, you know, Broadway musicals were like no brainers because it was like, oh, this is what I've been looking for all this time. Just this expressive and yet technical kind of composition. Disney music. I love yeah. Disney music because it's like, dude, it's 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 the perfect meld of, you know, honest, con- sincere and concise thought um, while still putting clever rhetorical strategy all and into inter- entwined in the melody that yeah. we all love. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I aim for my music to be like. Right. It's a thing that's not just hurt, but it's a uh, it's it's music to well, I should say it's language to communicate between souls. Oh, yeah. So. That's... Well, you figured out a lot earlier than a lot of people do. I mean, shoot, I don't know, man. I'm looking at my age and I'm like, ooh, I figured it out pretty late. But, you know, the way I see it is like, as long as you have something to offer Mm -hmm. another soul, then it's never too late. Right. And like, I feel like so much of the world has just kind of put this clock on us. But, you know. As long as there's a lesson to be learned. It's just the internet. You know, it's, 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 just, it's just, just inter- everybody. It's just the internet. It's just the internet being internet. Yeah. You know? um, but, but yeah, man, like. That's great. Soul to soul. That's all. So from when you started writing, mm-hmm. what was that journey like to getting to this point where you're at now then? Shoot, man, it was rough. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it was. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it had to be. Yeah, I mean, um. I don't know. When I would first start writing music, it was it was always defined in this little box because mm-hmm. that's what I had learned, right? Like jazz music, gospel music, pop music. You know, you can pick a show tune genre, right? Like any genre, period. You know, I was full of all of these things, but they all felt like they were all a restrictive box for me. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to be in a box, right? Mm-hmm. And so... I guess when I was first learning to write, I was really just kind of breaking myself out of that box. Right. I had a lot of feelings and a lot of things that I wanted to say, and I wasn't really good at putting those actually into words. Um, And so, you know, I just, I stopped, honestly, I stopped just kind of writing, right? Mm. And I just started 
talking whatever I felt. And I was like, oh, well, I speak in fortune cookies. So <laughs> I might as well, I might as well just, you know, keep talking and just like, like record it or something and then yeah. come back over it, put a melody to it. And it just felt much more authentic that way to me. Um, but it took me a long time to figure that out. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's a process of self-discovery. You it really had a process of self-discovery. It really is. It's been an amazing journey, I will say. And the more that I dive into it, the more I feel myself not just healing, but myself becoming more aware, myself being more content, myself discovering things that I didn't really know. I was like, oh shoot, I really do feel these things. Huh? <laughs> So, you know, it's, I feel like, uh, writing is the way that I discover and connect with myself. And, you know, as, as long as I can communicate that to somebody else, then, you know, I've, I've done the, the service of humanity, right? <laughs> right. Um, let's get in a bit, into a bit more of, uh, just balancing like the technical, like little tool, the toolbox sure. with like your feelings and like, how do you, you you're a, how let me say this in a way that makes sense <laughs> how did you work on translating your tools mm -hmm. into okay this gets this feeling from me yeah and if i feel this maybe somebody else feels like this when they hear this thing and you sure know, like, right making those connections yeah so at least for for me uh the first thing i had to do is throw throw the tools away mm -hmm. right theory does not make the music mm -hmm. Music is literally just defined by the theory. Yeah, it right. Comes like, and I feel like for me, and I'm I'm sure many other aspiring musicians and artists, they feel the same way. Is I'm so full of theory, mm -hmm. right, that it's very hard for me to make music. So the very first thing I did was throw all that away, right? Like, mm -hmm. and really listened into things that, um people were doing like i said i'm really huge in onto disney music but not even just um not even just their lyrical music mm -hmm. but the way that they score and things like that um one of my favorite compositions is romantic flight from how to train your dragon <laughs> right but like it's it's something away it's something about how they use strings to paint clouds and they make you feel like you're soaring mm -hmm. so instead of using somebody else's theory and somebody else's terms i listen to these things for my own self and i define for myself like what does this feel like I'll take a random song and say, you know, what, what do I see? Mm -hmm. You know, like listen to it. Don't use any other context. What do you see? And how did they paint this picture with sound? Mm. And so I inevitably just try to do just that, right? I don't, I don't know the tool that I'm going to use until I've mastered the feeling. Right. And once I've mastered that feeling and I know like, well, I want it to feel sad or I want it to feel uppity or I want it to feel like I'm sitting on a lake mm -hmm. where there's moving water, then the tools come into mind because, right. you know, it's just again, the best way that I can describe it is, uh, you know, you're just painting, you're just painting a picture with the sounds, mm -hmm. right? And if you are able to achieve that, you know, then, you know, you you'll you'll feel for the tool right? right you'll you'll see that a screwdriver probably isn't the best for hammering nails right so <laughs> you feel me yeah so at the end of the day it's all subjective anyway so you might as well be an artist uh yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah, look, look, look. um so i'm just i'm gonna I'm say i'm gonna say a 
concise summary of what you just said. Back sure. Here. Just make sure I understood it clearly. Oh yeah. So like one of like the like the key part of like make making those connections between your toolbox mm-hmm. and like getting the feelings you want from sound. Well, after you threw out the tools, <laughs> just, you just like just imagine that toolbox in my garage. You just threw it out yeah, of the driveway. Pretty then, much. And then you focus on like a visual emotional connection. Absolutely. And like like actually that's an a way to think about like producing music just like on the uh sonic landscape instead of just like the musical concept Absolutely. of the song mm-hmm. that producers will think like if this song was a movie what would be happening Absolutely. what kind of scene would it be yeah and then you then i would me i would just help the artist get that get to that scene yeah right? i feel like a lot of people just kind of discount that because they're trying to make the next hit like mm-hmm. the internet has made us so sick on like these hits just out of everywhere from everybody's country with everything but honestly what what feels good will always be the hit <laughs> right so like if you make a feeling if you create a moment mm-hmm. right um and you stay authentic to, to that moment right then it'll it'll always come out the way that it's intended right yeah. as long as you create the feeling and stay true to that then you know it doesn't matter right mm-hmm. like i don't know the james brown said that's not a saxophone. That's a drum. <laughs> it's a drum. Exactly. So, you know, like the exact same concept, right? It's yeah. it's not about it's not about the instrument that you have in your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about what is the feeling you're trying to create. And if it's funky, if it's jazzy, if it's soaring, right? Like mm-hmm. master what you want to paint and mm-hmm. then paint. Let's talk about what you're working on right now though. Like uh well, oh, what you can shoot, disclose man. about it at this current yeah, time. Yeah, so honestly, I, I don't mind sharing. It's uh, This is a little bit of a passion project for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been recently kind of just been going through, you know, some deep emotional things. Um, and I've been kind of in and out of like this weird depressive kind of state. Um, but... I realized something that it's it, it's not just me, mm-hmm. right? It's not just me that's experiencing experiencing this. It's it's a collective of us, right? It's it, almost globally we're all experiencing this. It's this weird little time after the pandemic that we're supposed to be normalizing, but we don't really know what that looks like anymore because the world has shown us our values. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we're going back and trying to apply those values, we don't know what to do. Um, and so for me, especially already as an entrepreneur, it's very, it was very difficult now adjusting to, you know, when the world had dropped me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and even more so um, when I was getting back in the groove of a bunch of things, things just weren't panning out. And so I got really dark, man. <laughs> and so like in April... You know, I had I had a I had a breaking point, mm-hmm. and you know, honestly, honestly, the first thing that I thought of was like, "Yo, I'm low. What do I do?" And honestly, I picked up I picked up my phone, and I heard this melody in my head. I went to I went to sleep, and I literally had a dream about this melody. Right? Like, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the melodies that come to you in your dream, man, buddy. That like the- you. <laughs> Never, never, never let those go. You wake up. It doesn't matter how early you wake up. You voice memo that thing and you take that thing because that is genuine un or unfiltered thought. 
take it, use it, right? So right. it came to me, and I just, uh, I don't know, I just kind of heard this swelling thing because that's how my feelings were. It was mm -hmm. like these giant waves of up and down stuff. So I don't know, man. I just, from that moment, I'd spent, it was a, it was a Friday that I went to bed, and I woke up Saturday morning, and I saw some videos from what I did the night before at the gig, and it just wasn't a really good gig. Mm -hmm. um, and I just took to writing. <laughs> and I was like, mm. you know, um, you know, my prayers that I see it, that light, to find my way back. And this was a bad night, you know. It won't last for all times. If storms pass by sunrise, I'll be all right. Right. Shoo. So, you know, like, Shoo. yeah, man. So like, it just, it just kind of, it just kind of happened. Uh -huh. And, um, from that, from that moment on, I, uh, I really kind of ventured into this whole thing about how deep these feelings really went. Mm -hmm. And, um, I ended up entitling the song 988 because it seems like after the pandemic, there's another silent epidemic happening where it's a bunch of people just kind of committing suicide these days. Mm. And uh I don't know, like even even while we were doing these uh doing the the prep for the project and whatnot and we were going over stories, you know, it just seemed like this this thing that was just kind of like silently being ignored and we mm. would pass by billboards on 294 that say 14,000 people a year. And it's like okay, all right, well, I still got to get to work, right? Like, and so, like, for me, I, uh, as someone that had now been feeling these things, I was mm -hmm. like, why, uh, why do I feel alone? And why is it that all the rest of these things and all of these other people, they seem like they don't notice. Mm. And so, like, that's, that's pretty much what 988 is all about, man. Like, it's, uh, it's the idea that, you know, it is, it's, it's the thing that we all pass by every day. Yeah. Right. It's the people that we see smiling every single day. Right. And it's not that we don't care. It's just that we're not present with them. Yeah. Right. And we're not that invested as to where we recognize, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, you're going through. Well, you're not going through alone. I'm going through too. Yeah. You know, and so like that's kind of what 988 is all about. Um it's really shocking in its imagery. It's really shocking in how uh, it goes. Yeah. Uh but it's it's really just kind of what happens if somebody makes it all the way to the precipice. Mm -hmm. Right? What happens when somebody makes it all to the decision, right? And that's that's pretty much the picture that I'm painting. Mm -hmm. Um and you know, it's it can it, it is going to be very dark. I will I will throw that I disclaimer. Mean, I was out. there. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying for all the people that have that, that aren't there, but you know they hopefully will see it. Hopefully will hear it. Um, you know it it is very dark, but mm -hmm. it is it is a call to not just be in close proximity. Mm. It is a call to be in relationship and be present with people because you don't know where people are until you know where yeah, people yeah. are. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what the project is about. I'm going to re be releasing that in September. It's mm -hmm. going to be five videos um, that just kind of take 
take the viewers through kind of where my mind is mm-hmm. and kind of where my mind uh, was, especially through these, I'll call them valleys of the year. I got you. So, yeah. Um, that is, well, people will find out how intense it was. Uh, yeah, it, it was pretty intense. We did some crazy things. <laughs> yeah. I was there. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> so, with like riding from that very like, that low and vulnerable place yeah. did it come natural to you to like just like what every musically everything that was going to happen or did you find points where like oh i'm, I'm, not, I'm a bit i'm i hit a bit of a stump mm-hmm. and now you're just trying to maintain that creativity and objectivity mm-hmm. without losing the core feeling that you're going for yeah how was so that process the way that i see it is um i wrote this kind of oh this is gonna sound so terrible <laughs> i wrote this in the waves of of all of my depression feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I didn't really have to focus in on too much of the creativity because I was just being honest. Yeah. You know? Um, and that in and of itself was very angering and yet liberating because it's like, how can't you see this? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's like, it's, it's this kind of weird perception that the world has where everybody owes you this last warning Mm. but every single day is a warning right Right. like everybody is constantly saying hey this is what i think and this is what i feel Mm -hmm. and all you have to do is just master the language of that person yeah right and they will tell you absolutely everything you want to know um and so you know i i guess i guess what was most challenging for me is um, not just writing my honesty, mm-hmm. but writing it from a very broad perspective of mm-hmm. I am not just writing this for me, but I am embodying everybody that feels this way. How can I tell you I'm suicidal? Right? Like that's that's literally the opening of the fourth act. How can I tell you when all you'll say is you're you'll be all right, you're joking, right? you'll make it my fault. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and those, those are the most honest things I possibly could have said, you know, because that's, that's how we constantly confront these issues. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we, we don't mean any harm by it, but we don't know the harm that it's causing because we're literally just telling this person, well, find your hope, but they don't have it. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't have any left. They've gone through the solutions. They've like they wouldn't be saying this now at this mm-hmm. point if they did not try. So, you know, like I um, I guess I just I, I wrote from a very, a very honest place and it wasn't just like a one day thing. No. You know, and so, you know, I feel like a lot of people treat they treat depression as though it's this thing that can be medicated like a common cold and then it's done or, mm-hmm. or even worse, you know, people are say, or people will hear the word depression and automatically equivocate it with attention seeking. Right? right. And it's not necessarily that it's just, I'm, I'm low when I'm low. And when I'm, when I'm not, I'm high. Great. Right. But mm-hmm. At any given time, anything can trigger those highs and lows, right? right? Like, and so if I'm in the mountains, great. Yeah. And you'll see me, right? And I'll be just as animated as anybody else. And if I'm low, then maybe you won't, right? I yeah. feel like a classic example of this is Robin Williams. So, you know. Yeah, I got you. Um, that was very impassioned. And it seemed like, <laughs> like 
despite like not to like disregard your struggles and what you're trying to say but it's like just like for the clarity yeah with the muse and the message possessed you Mm -hmm. and like you were already prepared to write it you just didn't get in the way of yourself you were being honest absolutely and to meet it's an advanced writer Mm -hmm. you're you're able to develop your skills enough where you don't have to think about them i would even go so far as to say especially for for younger writers Mm -hmm. um or I should say uh, writers that are starting out. Um, do not be afraid to be honest, right? right? Like what you're writing is not corny, right? Mm-hmm. What you're writing is not cheap. It's not weird. It's not cliche. It's how you honestly felt, mm-hmm. right? And I think I think so often people people run into cliches and being cheesy when they are trying to be overly deep. Right. And yeah. like we we can see TikToks full of that, right? Mm. Like everybody's duet is like, if the stars and if this is the last. And it was like, Well, this is me today. How's it going? Right. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's much more authentic. Yeah, yeah. And you know, especially for for um for uh writers starting out, I would I would challenge you. Um, before you do anything else, before you study rhetorical strategies, before you study literature or any poem, just be authentic. Just say whatever is on your face and mm-hmm. on your heart and on your sleeve. Write those first, and then you can make it pretty. You can make it into whatever else, right? Make it more descriptive, make it more rhetorical, fine. But mm-hmm. say what you mean. You mean what you say. Oh, yes. <laughs> Kanye West said it best. <laughs> he says, say it out loud, see how it feels. Yeah. You know? And that's that's exactly how you have to do, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I think I think that's, like, something that's more so just what you have to live with being mm-hmm. until it, like, becomes natural. Yeah. Um, My professor, my the saxophone professor at a... Northern Illinois University, Jeff Bradfield. Uh, he was giving me this advice right around, right around when I was about to graduate. Yeah. Um, he was just telling me a story about how he had to learn to accept parts of him that inspired him musically and just like yeah. let it let like let him be him. Yes. Instead of just what, you know, what the other musicians think or what like what people are looking for you towards or people are looking towards you for yeah absolutely <laughs> and what the mark or what the market's looking for absolutely i feel like uh so many people get caught up in trying to be like something else mm-hmm. but the way that i am is it's unique right. right like my fingerprints aren't the same as your fingerprints nor anybody else's on the face of the earth why should my music be that way right right like and as such you know obviously people will always have preference mm-hmm. but if I like it, nine times out of ten, there's at least one other on this eight billion populated world. Like, <laughs> come on now. Like, there's yeah. there's at least one other person. Yeah. And, you know, like, for me, with my own project with 988, mm-hmm. um, I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting a lot of people to like it. What I, what I am hoping is that, I'm, I'm hoping, honestly, a lot of people don't like it. I'm really hoping You're that. You're message out there. I'm really hoping that somebody feels like they're acknowledged and that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, like that really, that really is my goal. Um, and as such, I, I would say this to any other artist, you know, the goal is not, 
it's not to be popular. It's right. to connect. Yeah. And if you're doing that, then you are an artist. You have succeeded the highest levels of success, right? As mm -hmm. an artist, as long as I've communicated soul to soul, then I've done my job. And now you can always refine how good you go about doing that, how well in comparison to, you know, your previous self, because we don't compete about, we don't mm -hmm. compete uh, against other artists. We compete with ourselves. So as long as you're better than yesterday's writer, then you're succeeding, mm -hmm. right? Like, and that's, that's okay. So, you know, as long as, as long as the goal is always to be present with someone else and to connect with someone else and to make someone feel as though you're right next to them, talking right to them, then that's, that's what art is for. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, love <laughs> I love that. A lot of people need to hear that. Yeah, man. Like put it's. Put that on a shirt. I'm going to do my best to, man. <laughs> Monetization is a thing. Try to get hungry over here. I need a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Not a cheeseburger. I'm oh. just saying, man. I'd be, I'd be, yeah, you know, you don't want to be a starving artist. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you know, you got to stand on your own music. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> um, What are some other lessons that you think were important? As, 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 as a writer, yeah, as an as artist, as what? What are you feeling? Oh, shoot, man. Like, uh, don't drink out of the same gallon that you pour the cereal from. Oh, no, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think I think uh, once you've unlocked authenticity, um, chase after um, what feels, uh, I should say, what locks into the groove. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like so many people, um, you know, they they just kind of like put together a track or they, I don't know, steal somebody else's like pre-made tracks. And that's like, yeah, yeah. But experiment, mm -hmm. you know, like do something that is weird to you. Right. Like chase after in every sense expansion of oneself expansion mm -hmm. of one's mind expansion of one sound um because you know like especially as especially as artists we get very proud of the thing that we make mm -hmm. um and we hang on to that but you know as just like any other thing we should be growing in this mm -hmm. right like the best thing that i could say is like if it's your best work make it not your best work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and that does not come by trying to emulate your best work mm -hmm. or trying to redo that thing, trying to recreate the magic. You are the magic, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so go out there and Houdini again, right? Like, and believe in yourself enough that you can do it again and that you will do it again. And just you try. You have the audacity Every day, man. Every day to come up, man. It's and that's that's a hard lesson all by yeah. itself, right? And like being confident in yourself is a completely separate beast than being confident in your artistry, right? Because yeah. people can tell you, no, I don't like that, right? Like, right. and you know, I don't know. I feel like once you've mastered it within yourself, like I feel like a lot of people just kind of like brush it off. Okay, well, yeah, this is me. I'm not changing. But we don't apply that same thing to our art. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and because it's the most sincere form of our expression, right? Like mm -hmm. just me being out here, okay, well, I flexed a little bit, I did some push-ups before I went out, put on some glasses. All right, cool. 
you don't like me pff, i'm not worried right somebody will but art is the most sincere thing that we've got right yeah, like yeah. it's the most sensitive thing that we can possibly put forth so you know when somebody says i don't like your artistry like you you saying throat. you don't like me as an entirety <laughs> yeah. right like so it's, it's personal it really is right so i would say not just even having the audacity but um love your art enough to where if no one else loves it mm -hmm. then you are still pursuing it you are still doing it right because it really it really doesn't matter it's not a popularity contest you know it all kind of goes back to the same thing you're not comparing yourself and that's a hard lesson all by itself whether music or otherwise right you're not comparing yourself you're trying to connect and as long as you stay authentic to that and you break out of your box, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and you're constantly trying to improve, you know, those, those two things, they, they go hand in hand. Those are the building blocks of artistry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's fantastic. I did lose my train of thought again. Sorry, right, man. You, got, you pulled Sorry. me in. You pulled me in. I was like, I'm, I'm just listening to this man right now. I mean, <laughs> try to share what I know. <laughs> you're, you're sharing, right? All right. Um, what I actually, so it's a bit of a bit of a left turn and a skip. Hit me with it. So like I, I know you've done some co-writing, right? Yes. Uh, with your band Black Glove. I've done Black Glove. I've done uh, Zeke Lock and the New Experience. I've done. That one oh shoot! I've done some. I've done some stuff with the group in L.A. I've done some. I've done Jesus. You've done I kind of been around, man. Been... <laughs> I've been around. I've been around. It's like, like a busy beat. Yeah, I'm, you got to, you got to. I mean, is if I've learned one thing in the music industry, it's all about who you know, and it very much so is once you're in the door with who you know, mm -hmm. what can you do, right? right? right and if right. you can't do anything, That's then the they're about to kick question. you out, That's the right? Question. Like so, you know. Well, I'm uh, very, very concerned with the second question. Yeah, you have to bring, you have to bring your caliber. You have to bring your caliber. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've done I've done all kinds of random little tidbits uh, with various things and people. Mm -hmm. um, what effect do you think has it had on you as a writer? I think uh, so. The way that I write um, and the way that I do anything, mm -hmm. um, whether it's composing, um, whether it's arranging, or you know, and that can be for artists, films, whomever. It doesn't matter. Um, I am constantly expanding myself, right? Mm -hmm. And so I approach, I approach, um, I don't know, composing the exact same way I approach my artistry, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not so much of, you know, um, it's not so much that I am trying to be so technical or draw out of somebody, mm -hmm. you know, what I want to hear. It's how do we take our two arts or three arts or whomever, um, and how do we make the most authentic feeling thing possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was, uh, I don't know, I did a whole little thing with Zeke Lock and the New Experience. Mm -hmm. I'm walking. It was a gospel thing. Uh, it was very different than um, the composition that I wrote behind. Uh, there's a song called No Name, No Dash Name. It's by uh, Kayla Alexis. The composition is very, very different. It feels much more like a movie score than anything else. Mm -hmm. But it really, my goal between these two things was 
how do we become the most authentic of ourselves? And I'm not going to shortchange myself. I'm not going to hide myself. I'm not going to try to do what's popular. Um, I'm going to just try to bring out my most authentic self. And these are some tricks and things that I've used in other projects. Mm -hmm. These are some tricks and some things that I've used in other writings. Let's bring all of that together and in mm. some kind of way, shape or form, whether it's stealing a melody that I sang and making a flute play it or like, I don't know, taking an oboe line and now singing that with, you know, whatever verse I'm doing, you know, explore and not just create music to be segregated and compartmentalized. It's mm. all a part of me. Right. Right. And so as such, I'm constantly learning and constantly developing what I can do with me, the instrument, Jason, the instrument. Mm. I appreciate so. that. I appreciate that. Um, so you talked about like, yeah, like, yeah, that's actually good with your experience and how's it affected you. All right. How how do you approach being a good co-write? He's like, <laughs> like, because some people get into co-writing is like, it's 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 the me myself and I yeah y'all yeah commas I get that <laughs> I get that so I will say there has to be a hmm, there has to be a certain level of dog in you right? <laughs> like there, there's gotta there's gotta be an animal in you right like because there's it doesn't matter where you put me what you put me on I don't care whose first verse was as fire as it came. I came to chop some heads. <laughs> so like, that's just how, that's just how it goes. But mm -hmm. that is, a, that's a learned confidence, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a home thing. Um, so when I'm, when I'm approaching co-write, uh, I approach it the exact same kind of way. Okay. What kind of feeling are we attempting to go for? Mm -hmm. And what kind of perspective are we looking for this to be from? Mm -hmm. um, as far as lyricists, uh go what i try to listen for um is i guess temperature <laughs> i try to listen for um perspective and i try to listen for uh atmosphere and okay. what i mean by temperature okay. is yeah <laughs> what i what i mean by temperature is like how intense are we going with mm -hmm. this right like um, if, if we're just kind of real laxed and like lo-fi writing, okay, all right, well then say something that is gritty that makes people think, right? But not something that is so cryptic that it's like, it just goes right over their heads, mm -hmm. right? Or if we're doing something that's much more technical than like unleash the hounds of war, right? You know, like <laughs> it is what it is, you know, um, and so, you know, obviously perspective speaks for itself. Like, am I trying to address somebody directly? Is it something that's much from a, much more from a third person? Mm -hmm. um, you know, just usual like rhetorical strategies. Mm -hmm. And I would really encourage people to like look at poetry, mm -hmm. um, look at yep. like any any piece of literature that has really good rhetorical strategies in it um plays and you know this is where I, I absolutely harp on um broadway musicals and whatnot for being genius at mm -hmm. um because the rhetorical strategies within that and the perspectives that they write from they're absolutely genius so study your perspectives um and then um oh shoot i forgot my third one i forgot Dang, oh i don't remember it was so temperature it was temperature perspective. perspective and then oh shoot i don't even remember i don't even remember but yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> look for that third one yeah 
<laughs> maybe i'll remember it at some point but okay yeah it's... like it's uh it really just kind of it oh atmosphere right right right, right. um so it really all kind of comes back down to what kind of mode am i trying to set what mm. what am i going to add to this song that better communicates the mm -hmm. entirety of the message right uh, because, you know, if I come in, like, I don't know, talking about diced pineapples in the middle of a song that's, like, literally a nursery rhyme, it could fit, but it probably won't, right? Because... Take it a chance. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know it's, all, it's all about, you know, how cohesive the, uh, the end objective really ends up being. So, yeah. you know, with those three perspectives in mind, you know, I walk in, you know, just get my coffee. And my best pen. <laughs> pen. And like be ready that. for fortune cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you speak in fortune cookies. I mean, I've been told that my entire life. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, well. It's okay. I've I've made it a part of my identity. No, and I'm honestly, just... it's really it's really kind of made me a better writer for <laughs> it. Because it's like, you know, imagery and I mean... perspective. Like, I I love that stuff. I eat it up. Lil Wayne is like he's the most genius writer I've ever listened to in my life. Mm -hmm. So like, if I'm aspiring to anything, it's probably Wayne's flow with the, with the musical genius of Steven Sondheim. He's like really, really, really big in the uh, yo, musical theater. Yo, <laughs> yo, first, like the fact that that sentence you was just said, <laughs> See, this is why I said I feel like you're about to come up on a new genre. <laughs> hey, man, like, I, I just like good music. And so if a genre births out of it, then, you know, hey, uh, I think, though, if I were to name a genre, it would be, it'd be black music. B-L-A-Q. Black music. I actually haven't heard that term before. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Coined right here. Timestamp that mug. Um, Actually... Can we touch on like your main influences then? Like and influences phases if you Yeah. Want. Uh shoot, man. Like I don't I don't even know where to start with that. Like I feel like I just uh I engross so much music that it just it it doesn't just you know, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just a giant blur of just like people that it's like, oh yeah, well, I'm gonna do something like this person at this point, you know? Um I will say the people that I am currently listening to mm is uh i love me some peter collins man like it's just something about the way that he like goes about attacking and approaching his music i'm gonna check him out oh yes please please do please please do um but my man's vocal technique is absolutely incredible really huge on like social media and all that stuff mm -hmm. but i've i've appreciate i have appreciated very technical singing with very very easy to listen to melodies and lyrics mm. and it just kind of all his his sound is just so warm and encompassing he has this one song you've got this oh it's so good so so warm it's just like a giant sonic hug <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i would say i would say he's definitely one of my big influences right now just because i'm trying to step away from more technical arrangements <laughs> try to make my background music a little bit simpler um but honestly honestly i have to go right on back to um 
to Disney music right now because that's that's really what I'm trying to listen to as I am approaching the realm of film composition. Mm-hmm. Um, but even more so, it's it's changing how I approach things as an artist too mm. because. Um, the thing about an orchestra is that you only have so many instruments to paint a world with. Yeah. Um, and as such, you can be very creative with all of these instruments in painting that world. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. For for me, I feel like this has always been a world that has been too few and far between approached by black musicians um, and black uh black composers so i i feel like we can I thought, steal it yeah no yeah <laughs> no it. i i think that's 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 kind of the trajectory that i'm on right now is uh i would very much so love to aspire to be the next lin-manuel Miranda, or very much so the next hans zimmer and hopefully 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 my lyrics compare to alan mink in one day maybe i'll just have to turn 60 and that'll be the present i give to myself is like i finally wrote an alan mink worthy song <laughs> but I would say those those are probably my big influences right mm-hmm. now. Um, and obviously I have to throw in John Williams, Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> that entire, that entire score, bro. <laughs> that entire score is genius. Ugh, it's just so good. Um, but yeah, I, I find myself these days listening much more to, um, to, to composers mm-hmm. more so than I do of lyricists. I feel like, Especially being in black culture, we're already privy to so many great lyricists that we don't really recognize as lyricists and or poets. We just call them rappers. And it's like, well, rappers, they encompass a lot of that. (laughs) You know, it's like they they encompass a great deal of things. And I find myself through the subject matter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I would definitely say it's not even just subject matter. It's uh, it's the entire culture around it. Yes, it's it's absolutely the entire uh, connotation that comes along with Mm -hmm. the idea of a rapper. Oh, I'm assuming that you're only going to talk about these kinds of things. But that is that is the that's the nucleus of. Yeah black culture right there right like it's the nucleus of our heart right there Mm -hmm. and so i feel that um i feel that being raised around so much of that Mm -hmm. it's not that i'm not paying so much of attention to lyricism now because i definitely am Mm -hmm. um it is more so that um it is more it's more so that i'm trying to stretch myself in these other areas as well Mm -hmm. um and lyrically although i am not the best Mm -hmm. i am at level like three with composing so (laughs) i'm gonna bring that up to at least a seven yeah i'm gonna bring that up at least to a point where i can now grow them together and uh yeah i've been kind of moving along those those mm-hmm. lines i've done some work with uh even even some plays doing some compositions for them let's get into that like uh what's what's <laughs> different about approaching a play and maybe approaching a song for an artist it's like hey i got three minutes and I'm yeah so i think i think it's it really kind of comes down to those three things that we were talking about earlier is seem back and remember them yeah we got atmosphere i'm doing it backwards oh yeah atmosphere we got perspective a, and temperature. temperature. Oh I, yeah, like, you were helping me. I didn't. Want oh to yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> look, I, look, this is a comprehension test. No, <laughs> oh, it's it's all right. I I like it that people are listening. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel that um, 
especially all the more when you have, you know, plays and any, any theatrical piece, whether it's plays, films, whatever. Um, it really, it really is heavy on that perspective. The first two that you mentioned, the atmosphere and uh, perspective, right? Like you can get really gritty into the intensity of like how lyrically I'm going to be. But really the thing is you now need to paint according to an image that's already set. Right. And for me, that's very helpful because a lot of the job is already done. I don't have to imagine what something would sound like. Although, you know, it can be boxing a little bit with the creative flow. But I will say for me, it's very it's very nice to be in almost a collaborative kind of space where the playwright is like, this is what I desire. I want it to feel like someone is uh they're on a boat right mm-hmm. and it has to sound like they're out on a yacht on a beach excursion or something to me already some thoughts come to mind just because i've well i listen to music mm-hmm. right like and i'm sure like anybody else you know we listen to music and we can all we can all kind of hear the steel drums in the background yeah. and or random metallic sounds and like percussion and all that stuff and maybe it's guy strumming on a guitar right you know, we feel all of these things innately. Um, and so I guess when when preparing a piece for a theater or a film, it's really just kind of taking that image mm-hmm. now and making the sound just match. Right. Right. All the feeling, all of the atmosphere, all of the intensity. Now I just need to match it according to what this is. And I really find joy in that because it leaves me a lot of freedom to then embellish and emphasize within the scene you can shape the story oh absolutely like i love i love looney tunes for this (laughs) they do so well with this like taking a taking a song like blue danube right Mm. and making it so that it's tailored specifically to this episode of bugs and uh what is it elmer Mm. like it's it's genius right like how do we take this entire composition and we still give you the essence of that music and you still get the essence of whatever's happening on the cartoon screen but you also get these little tidbits of right like all that random stuff that happens in the middle of the in the middle of the scene you know screaming horns and all that stuff so i i absolutely love scoring for that um in and of itself it's like taking the image taking the sound emphasizing one another with each you know i think that's that's the fun stuff about it that was lovely (laughs) i think i think artists everywhere can take a just just learn from that approach like you start with the story you have the story together and now you're working backwards like all right how do i create this feeling absolutely how do i create the journey that somebody's going to go through yeah what's going to happen in that journey yeah and uh not being afraid to emphasize or throw in things that could also be a part of the journey right like Throw in a random crash. Okay, well, now somebody had dropped something on somebody now, right? Like in right. the good old Looney Tunes uh, uh, cartoons, right? Like, like going through Chicago? It feeds off of, exactly. It feeds off of itself in those realms, right? And I think that's the beauty of, you know, really kind of being in those two spaces because, mm-hmm. you know, as the visual director, he might like what he hears and say, okay, we'll do some more of those things. And as, you know... As the composer, I might be like, hey, well, these kind of feelings, this is what I'm hearing with those. And I think this would best, you know, communicate this. What if we, 
you know, did something along those lines where, you know, now you see rain instead of it just being a, a rain stick in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, you know, it's 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 a it's a cool space to be much more in a collaborative kind of uh, workflow rather than just strictly being like, you know, OK, only audio only visual it's it's much more fun because you get so many much more dimensions to paint and play around with so. mm, yeah that's that's actually beautiful there's actually looking forward to seeing well i know we've talked about this yeah. before personally about like what interactive media is going to become in the yeah. next few years <laughs> um the last thing i want to touch on briefly uh, sure you self-produce your music to a certain extent i do and i want to just I want you to just like uh, give your thoughts to, like artists who are self-producing and like how do they not you know fall off the horse during that hair how do you mean fall off the heart the horse. horse because i can fall off the horse in like okay, a million same. and a half okay, ways okay, like okay. what i meant is like you fall like okay you could fall off the horse but like just getting knocked off too long or too long too okay. long or permanently i guess yeah so i i don't know i think uh i think I think before anything, you have to come to grips with yourself that artistry is entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. right? You are the business, right? Like that, there's no way around it, right? And as such, if you are the business and you are the CEO and you are, you know, the owner, right? You have to really love this business, yeah. right? And even more so, you have to really love the impact of your business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's kind of really the importance of it is, you know, we, we get knocked off the horse so much as artists because it's like, I'm not reaching anyone, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm not doing things that are progressive enough, or I'm not in the spaces that I need to be in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what if... What if you took the mentality of you are exactly where you're supposed to be and that's okay, right? Like this is okay for now because it will not be always, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the trick to getting back up on the horse is getting back up on the horse even if you don't love it, mm. you know? Um, and it's not that it's not that you are not um, making waves or making moves or progressing. It's just that this is a season, you know, um, and just like all seasons, it passes and there will come a time, right. That you do love this again. Right. Um, I would tell any artist, anything mm-hmm. that makes you fall out of love with, you know, the music, if it's like become a job, if it's become painful, if it's become toxic to you, breaks are healthy. Yeah. They are healthy. Mm-hmm take them, (laughs) you know, take them. And it's okay because just like anything, you start missing it, right? Like it's, it's just like any other relationship. Just make sure, just make sure you're not burnt out. Mm -hmm. Like love it and love it enough to come back. Right. You are a business, which means like, if you, if you stop, there's no money. (laughs) (laughs) Probably don't want to do that. Like, uh, but I will say for those that are brave enough to come back, make sure that when you come back, that you're not burnt out, right? Like don't come back too soon. Um, so that you end up back in the same predicament, but you know, don't be afraid to get away. Don't be afraid to get away from it. Um, so yeah, yeah. 
that's pretty much it. That's, that's great. Uh, that's about all the time we had today. Awesome. Thank you. No, thank you. Uh, it's this an honor to be here. Numero uno. <laughs> oh, yes. The best. Kick it off with the best. <laughs> all right.